friends. Welcome to another episode of Overlooked Giants. I am Asati Nu, and in this episode, I am sitting with filmmaker and theater director Mary Guzman. I have had the opportunity to work with Mary on several productions that she has directed, and I can honestly say that each time was just as pleasant as the first. And if you've ever worked with directors, you know it can sometimes be a challenge. Until our interview, we had only ever been around each other in professional settings. And on the day that we met for this interview, I got to see a more intimate side of her. She and her family were helping to set up for a neighborly brunch for the other residents in their building. I had the opportunity to meet her wife and her son, who was close in age to my son. And as they finished and headed home, Mary and I began to talk about our kids and the joys that come with parenting. It was clear to me then that family is what propelled her. And as we dove into the interview, I found that to be ever more true. Uh, I um, was uh, born in Tampa, Florida, and two weeks old, I got on a plane with the rest of my family um, and landed in uh, Lancaster, California, uh, which is a very small, well, desert town, like an hour northeast of L.A., but when I lived there, it was a very smaller, smaller town. Very few people of color, that sort of thing. I have four brothers and four sisters. Um, my dad's Cuban, second generation, I mean, first generation, and my mother's Spanish, first generation. Both there, my grandparents came in from their respective islands, landed in, uh, in Miami, and, uh, well, landed, landed in Cuba. We're in Cuba, everybody came to Cuba, and then came to... To the, to the States through Miami. And uh, that's when my parents were raised in Tampa. They were neighbors. They knew each other when they were little. My father loved my mother from the moment he met her at like four or five years old. Loved her always. Um, my mother unfortunately passed away and my father is still like, it's just, it's your mother, that's it, you know? And the only reason I'm not killing myself is because she told me not to. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks, Mom. Um, so, groups of, uh, yeah, so I'm, um, and what I do, what else, what I do? Um, I'm a filmmaker, writer, director, and I direct theater. As a kid, I wanted to be Charles Schultz's assistant. I loved the peanut stuff. I practiced drawing it. I had this whole uh, dream that he would be on his deathbed and he'd hand it off to me, and you know. Uh, so I was a, wanted to be a cartoonist, but we're bumping up against uh, sexism so early. But um, I went to school at um, first. I went to Maryland Institute of Art. Then I went to School of Visual Arts in New York City. I did a semester in EH. I didn't finish the semester in uh, SVA because there were, you know, uh, me and a boys, me and a bunch of boys, me and a bunch of boys, a bunch of white boys, me and a bunch of white boys. That's all, all my, and then I started, um, I came back, to, I went to 10 different universities before I got my BA. Yeah, so I just kept moving around and finding. So finally, I landed in Orange Coast College and took a film class, and that's when I was like, "Okay, I get it." Like I took a photography class before that, 
and then I took a film class, and I, um, my final film was uh, this lesbian reveal, this girl's waiting for a phone call, it's got the phone call, she's waiting for the phone call, and ends up, it's a girl that she was waiting for. The room was silent, and so completely silent. It was so great, and I thought, this is powerful medium, I like this. <laughs> Right, because it was me and a bunch of boys, me and a bunch of white boys, me and, a bunch, and even in the uh, even in the in the animation cartooning classes, I would put something up and why is that? Always in film classes, it was always so. Um, I think that answered the question. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so you mentioned, do you still draw? Do you yeah, still draw? I do. I rarely. And I, every time I do, I go, oh, I should have do My wife says, you say that every single time. Right. Yeah, so I need to incorporate it back in my... But I do, like my feature, my first feature film, I had animation in it, and I drew, drew, originally drew the characters, and so then somebody else animated it. And I'm, my other film, I had animation in it, too. I didn't draw it, but I figured out what was going on. And then... Um, I'm gonna have animation in my next feature too. Yeah, so I have a connection with it. But yeah, I need to, but there's that setting up a place in your house thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did you discover yourself? Around that same time, I was taking that film class, I was dating this guy, um, who's just like the greatest guy, but I was, Uh, what is that movie with um, Jessica Lange and Dustin Hoffman and it turns into a woman? Oh. Uh, yes, that movie. Tootsie? Tootsie. Yeah. Jessica Lange in her sweats and Tootsie was when it was. That's when I knew. I'm like, oh, okay. Gotcha. This is what this is going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. So yeah. tell, me, tell me about your sort of coming out. The coming out was, um, uh, you know, I did that kind of straddle thing for a little while because I was kind of dating that guy and then I was dating a bunch of people and um, uh, so I was living in Long Beach at the time and my parents were still in Lancaster and so this was going on without kind of their, you know, knowledge and then what happened, I finally announced I was to my best friend at the time and this other co-worker I was, I was working at this um, motorcycle accessories outlet and I was in uh, I was one of the managers in the, the packing department and um, and they both disowned me they just meanwhile of course I had already slept with my best friend yeah. we're, all, we're all clear on that story and so she just completely freaked out she completely freaked out and I was really upset um, and so I was at my first girlfriend's house, the place that she was staying at, and I was trying to contact my, I called my mom, and she said, I can't talk right now. And she got off the phone. Then I called my sister, and she said, I'm in the middle of a fight. She was in the middle of a fight with her boyfriend, who I adored, like it's very sweet. And I can't, really can't do it. And so she hung up. So then I called somebody and I couldn't get him and then my sister called back and she said Storm was her boyfriend who was ended up being her husband Storm said we can fight another time 
you need me. And so I talked to her and she, you know, had nothing, you know, was so un uh, aware of the situation and was trying to do the best thing and say the right thing. And she didn't know, she was like stumbling all over the place. And then as soon as I hung up, my mother called and said, your father and I are coming. So they drove up. My mother hugged me, just her reception of me, I didn't think anything. And then my father came later and we had dinner. And this is my dad eating. He looks up, he goes, about that lesbian thing. I love you, I'll always love you. And nothing makes a difference to me, what you do or who you are. Keep eating. I'm like, all right, dad. Thanks. And so that was it. No, once I knew that I had their, them on my side, it made it my, you know, they love me and they're going to continue loving me and that's it. You know, so that was the thing. But, but all the friends were weird. They're too pretty to be a lesbian. We got, I got all that. Um, how could you? You sure you don't want to? Isn't this a phase? Blah, blah, blah. All that bullshit. Yeah. A lot of that. So well, yeah, yeah, it's just a shift. I mean, you, sh you know, you completely shift, you know, so. So tell me about your, since we're talking about that whole coming out episode, tell me about your first love. My first love was uh, a girl I worked, was a friend of a, I had a woman I worked with who was older than I was, and she had a friend that was older than her, and her daughter came to visit, and it was her daughter that I, you know, but now looking back on it, um, the age gap was not a good situation. But um, but she was the first. But before that, I had been in love with my best friend. Right after Jessica Lang thing, I realized I was in love with my best friend. And so then I started dating her, and that's when my best friend flipped, flipped out. And then... We dated for a little while, and then she went back to Texas, and then I was just all over the place. I was all over the place. There was one point I would get flowers on my car or flowers on my doorstep, and I had no idea who they were from. Because I couldn't figure it out. Like, ooh. Yeah, it was... I was running rampant at one point. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it was beautiful. I mean, everybody knew. It wasn't any, like, I wasn't hiding to anybody. Well, the 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 best friend thing was really hard to get over. That was a hard, 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 hard thing to get over. But then the biggest heartbreak was my wife and I were together a long time, and then we broke up for a period of time. And I tried to get her back, and she said no. Yeah, so that was that was that was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah. So, but she came back. <laughs> so, in dealing with coming out and kind of being in this in this area where you're working with mainly white men, yeah, in this industry where everything lands towards white men, did you ever find a point where you I I don't know about the compromising, but the, because what I felt more of is that I wasn't allowed in the room. I wasn't allowed in the room. Like I, they would see me and not allow me in the room. I was talking to her. I had gone to a lot of for my first film. 
I had gone to a lot of um, things in LA, like the, I mean, New York, the film market, the, the, there was something else, something else, something else. So I went to a lot of these markets that they asked me to go because of my film, right? You know. Um, so we ended up. So I would go there, and so I would show up. And at one point, one of the times I went, an agent wanted to see me, which is an amazing thing. Agent wanted to see me, and I'm waiting in for my appointment. And this person comes out and says my name. I stood up, and he said, "Your appointment's canceled." He looked at me pretty much up and down, and said, "You're." No, 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 we're not, we're not having an appointment. No, seriously? I was in, we're talking to another producer and he said, the lesbian thing is done. Because it was a lesbian film. Lesbian thing is done. And that was right after Go Fish. Lesbian thing is done. Okay. I mean, a lot of that stuff. So it wasn't so much of, of you know, somebody telling me to my face, well, that was, but, but this idea of, I'm not in the room. I'm not allowed in the room at all. I'm not allowed in the room. You know, and so that, how did that create challenges in terms of you being able to stay, uh, I guess, motivated in your yeah. to keep moving forward, knowing that you are allowed in, in these rooms? I thought, you know, growing up the way I grew up, my little sister was uh, mentally retarded, and people were always excluding us, you know? So I never felt that I was a part of it anyhow, you know? It's just awful some of the stuff that went down. Like, it was just awful. Like, you went on and on and on. And so I, you know, and they would make fun of her, and they'd always attack her, and we'd have to beat up the neighborhood kids, and they would come after her and throw rocks at her. I mean, it was just awful. So I never felt that I was in the room. I never felt I was going to get in the room. So you just got to, you got to fucking do it on yourself, you know? But I knew, this is my biggest thing, I knew my parents loved me and my family loved me, and I was loved. I was beloved. I knew I was beloved. There wasn't a question about any of that. So then it's fine. You guys get nothing. You got stupid parents. Like, I got, you know, kind of thing. So that was fine. But it's I'm, I'm not a part of that. I can't go. I'm not a part of that group. So when I'm looking for funding, it's always, it was always this kind of, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna pick my thing anyhow. Why am I gonna try? That is true. They're not gonna pick it. There's no way they're gonna pick it. So I'm not gonna try. So I'm gonna go this way. Or I'm gonna go this way. Or I'm gonna go this way. And I'm gonna go in debt credit cards, which is what I did to make my first feature. Completely in debt. You know, I didn't. There's no way I was gonna get it. Because that white man that's on the stage talking about this other white man that he's gonna help because he saw something. He saw it. Like, of course you saw it because he's you, right? And the problem is there's only you. There's nobody else in there. So that was it. But it, what ended up happening because of my first feature, I did a short, and then I did a feature, and then I would make these other shorts. There were people that liked my work. So I got to, you know, ask people, and they would give me money, and I'd make it, you know, scrappy, scrappy make it. But I had all these shorts that traveled all around the world, and, you know, and the same thing in theater. They're looking for a person of color to direct, or a Latino director. And I've gotten some amazing gigs, because I'm the only Latino director that they know. Some amazing gigs. So, you know, I mean, I'm not on Broadway, but... But it's more so finding your, your, your audience. Yep. Yeah, finding your audience, but also, you know, being aware of the gifts that you've been given, too, you know? So, what 
in that aspect, um, I heard you mention when you were younger that you all had to fight a lot against just the neighborhoods and people. Is that because you were mainly in like predominantly white neighborhoods? Well, well, it's probably not white neighborhoods, but my little sister was clearly, and so this was 60, early 60s. People didn't know shit, right? And so um, it's funny because I'm working with a woman now that wants me to um, work on forgiveness for these kids. And so this is my <laughs> trial because I told her, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I'm never going to forgive them. So I told her. I'm like, you know, you got to carry it. You're, you're carrying it, you're carrying it, you got to let it go. But they would, my sister was born, she was set to die. Every, you know, you're, she's going to die, she's going to die, she's going to die, she died. And then finally, a uh, social worker came in and said, um, I'm gonna, uh, you could do these exercises or she is gonna die. And so my mother had to do these really exercises that were um, to work with her so that she could walk and move her limbs and do other stuff. But it was really hard to watch because she cried through the whole thing. So my mother would make us all leave the room. But so then she was, you know, walking and her way of talking and walking around and all that. And so they didn't see her and then they saw her, right? You know what I mean? Like she was in the household and then they didn't see her and I'm sure that was a shock. But we'd walk around the neighborhood and they would just start. I mean, my sister loves to tell this story that she was away in college. She comes home and we're all gonna go get ice cream around the corner. So we're walking around the corner. As soon as we turn the corner, because the kids that live behind us were the ones who were our enemies. So we're around the corner and all of a sudden these kids start throwing rocks and calling her names and stuff. And so my little brother and I were in the middle of a fight. My other, older brother was telling my sister a story. We stop immediately, we figure out who gets who, and then we just chase after him, throw him on the ground, so beating the crap out of him. But then the neighborhood man comes out of his house with a shotgun and pops it and says, God damn, this one off my yard. So then we all walk back and we continue exactly what we were doing. And my sister's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Like, this is just what you do. And I would wake up and I want to take her for a walk and I would pray. I hope I don't have to fight today. I hope I don't have to fight today. So I'm just so tired of it. But I fought every day. Every day. So. And it was, you know, them calling us the N word. It was them. We were the other. We were the. And then in the middle of all that is my father was a teacher, but he was beloved. He loved my father. It would give him standing ovations when he would appear at an assembly. It was crazy. But it was that thing that white folks do that they find, you know, that, that that's exalted, right. right? That's exalted, but we don't have to deal with it. They are them, right? Yeah. 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 So it sounds to me like you became aware of your race at a really young age. Oh, really? Which I know. Yeah. Just being. Yeah. When they called us, we were in the pool and they called us the N word. My brother and I looked at each other and went, who are they talking to? Yeah. And what does that word mean? Like, yeah. like any of it. Yeah. And then we just walked, you know, swam off. Because we got really dark in the summer, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so. It seemed like they just, well, I mean, I can speak from just hearing a lot from my parents. Like, they just didn't understand. They didn't. It was just a, they didn't. Yes. No, it was understand. But my, my issue a lot was with the parents were the same way. The yeah. parents were also weird to my sister. You know, like we'd be in church and they would, you know, your sister or something. something. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. I mean, my mother and father standing right there, so I'm not going to pop you like I would one of the kids, but I'm coming really close. Yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome that you all were able to defend her. Oh, my God, we were crazy. Her, you know? <laughs> it was crazy. 
and she would crack up because she thought it was, you know, all, any sudden movement. So us running off from us, she was like, this is great. What are they doing? And then they'd run back. She's like, ah, right? Nice. And my mother would, oh, I remember we were at a, at a, at a dinner actually to celebrate her and um, kids like her. They had this whole Christmas thing we'd go to every year. And this woman was giving her a look. And I stood, I started to go after the woman and my mother grabbed the back of my shirt and pulled me back. My mother was like, oh no, you can't be a lady in this thing, right? They're giving us presents, calm down, John. She pulled me back and she was, you know, I, she pulled me back and she said, look at your sister, look at your sister. Is she having a bad time? Did that, is she even noticing that woman? She having a bad time? No, she's not. I'm crying. I'm like, no, she's So that's what you got to determine. If she's she's all right. Nobody's attacking her. You need to settle, child. But her look on her face was a horror. <laughs> it's like stop right there. <laughs> no, 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 baby. You got you got to you know, calm down. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, in terms of your craft, what inspires you? I think it's to to be able to to see what I haven't seen, to see what that um, like I have a basketball um, pilot that I'm writing for a basketball series and um, college women's basketball and we haven't seen it from that end. I haven't seen that at all, and then I haven't seen it from that end. So it inspires me to be able to have voices in my head that other people don't have. So I'm going to write the story, you know, I'm going to shoot my feature in Lancaster. Nobody shoots in Lancaster. And I'm going to have a bunch of Latinos that landed there, and I'm just going to change the culture. This one friend of mine said, well, why, why are you doing that? I said, because I live there, and I want to make, I want an imaginary world in which it was a bunch of us down there. Like, you know, so that's just what I'm going to do. Um, but... Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's not being said, it's not being told. You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, nobody's done that, so. And plus, because it's mine, it's gonna be original anyhow, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that, I like the idea of creating something that we would normally see. Right. Like, what it would look like if it were, um, if, if the neighborhood was like. Right, exactly. Was like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah. It's kind of like, I, I, I love that. Yeah, but it was funny because it was a Latina that was talking to me about it. She's, but were there Latinos down there? I said, I was down there. Yeah. And then by the time I got to high school, there was a bunch of kids that were down there because they wanted me to fight the whiteies. Right. <laughs> they were yelling at the football game. This girl comes in. I never even met her. She's like, <laughs> She rattled off like five words in Spanish and then, the white people, they're being like, come on down. I'm thinking, what the fuck? I'm surrounded by white people. <laughs> Sounds like you have a reputation. <laughs> I'm like, I can't beat these people up. They're right next to me. Yeah. 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 Go there. Go for that. <laughs> <laughs> on the left. Yeah. Um, so you talked about like your first, the first couple of pieces that you developed, and they dealt with kind of lesbian sexuality. Do you feel like a lot of your work is inspired by? Always, always, always. My sexuality is always in it. Um, you know, even the basketball one. Um, there, we, you know, I definitely have, have to have a lesbian character in there. It's got to be, you know. Um, and um, 
I, yeah, always does. I mean, I, and I don't know how I came to this so quick, you know, so soon when I started creating this. It's what I got. You know, they got, you know, the white man that I've been annoying, that's his story. This is my story. You know, this is my stuff. And how I use it, this is what I know, this is what I've been in, this is what I, you know. Yeah. yeah so. So, in terms of the industry, I mean, obviously, you've been out for a long time, but do you feel like there was ever a point where you had to hide who you were in order to achieve or gain something or just do something that had anything to do with your art? I mean, uh, I don't ever, you know, like if we go back to those New York things that I talked about, those, you know, meetings and stuff, if I, if I could have changed who I was before I walked in the door, I don't know if I would have, if I'd have known, yeah. you know, I mean, I, but I don't know how, I don't know how to do anything but be me, I don't, you know, and I think that was the fighting for my sister stuff and all that. It's like, this is this is what I am. And I look like this and I present like this. Whether it's, I present like you're made or I present like you're, you know, whatever it is. This is how I am, you know, so. Uh, let's see. Next question. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, just We've got married three times. Gotcha. That's that thing. So we got to back it all the way up. So uh, we've been married 16 or 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard, I'm not good with numbers. It's part of my learning disability. Just straight that up. Straight up, man. I can't. Oh, it's bad. She said it's Tuesday. I said it's Wednesday. No, my love. It's Tuesday. Okay. It's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have markers that I keep around me, but yeah, it's not pretty. Uh, so about 17 years, we got, um, yeah, so, yeah. So in terms of your, the art that you do, is she an artist as well? She's a, an actor, an excellent actor. She's, if you, all my films she's in. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Some way or another. That's awesome. Yeah. She's great. It's not even, you know, she's great. So it's, Easy to cast her, yeah. Because some people can't work with their partners. Oh, no, no, no. I, well, we usually, we usually yeah. end up having a talk because she's so much of a help on the other side. So I, now, now you're just that, you know. And so we, but it doesn't seem to be, she loves to be just an actor. So, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, in terms of just being able to have that dynamic together and creating that art, do you ever feel stifled in terms of really being able to step out on that ledge, especially with your partner, which, I mean, I think it's, it speaks volumes, the fact that you all are able to work together, but, you know, it's like, do, do either of you, and I guess you can't really speak for her, but do you ever feel like you can't fully go there in any means or whatever because it might not be received as well, or it might not be um, You mean the art or us? 
Well, I mean, I think more so they aren't at this point. Okay. Because the fact that you all are working together lets me know that she doesn't have any issues with it. No. no. <laughs> your expression, your self-expression. No, you're working. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, do you, do you, even in terms of, like, her family, your family, do you ever feel that you can't really be all the way out there, whatever that means? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I mean, um, her... Her mother, her mother and her father are no longer alive, uh, and I'll come back to this over and over again because I know that I'm loved. I know that I can do, I can just step out because you don't matter. You people don't matter. These people matter. They love me, and so big F, right? Yeah. You know, so I, I don't have a, a that. I don't carry that. So with that sense of freedom, what, what advice would you offer to, say, if I a young queer woman of color who's trying to get into the industry and finding that they can't get into the room, as you stated, and um, that they're having a hard time finding that balance between, um, I guess, not falling for the okie doke and kind of doing what they want them to do versus doing what is really inside themselves to do? Like, how do you... How would you speak to that? I'm gonna quote Ava DuVernay. I always quote Ava DuVernay. You gotta make your own room. You gotta make your own room. You know, that door is not open to you. I'm getting goosebumps because when I read what you put, like that's that room's not open to you. They're not gonna let you in. And once you get in, they're, they're gonna stifle you. They're gonna just choke you. Choke it out of you. You get what little grain they got and you gotta have your own room. You gotta make your own people, which is what so many people are doing. You know, that's what I did with creating these little films. I just hired the people around me, you know? Lesbians, people of color, we're gonna go do this, you know? This is what we're doing. Um, do you wanna come along? Yes, I do, you know? And that's the thing to do, and it's just stick your nose to the grindstone and just go, you know? I would suggest not getting your debt, your credit card debt, but that would be my thing. That, that is my advice to youngins. Do not get a credit card debt. Don't do it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but it is, it is the, it's our own dance, you know? The, I'm making this feature. LGBT film festivals are the reason I exist as a filmmaker. They are the reason. You know, I played in Latino film festivals, and so these are, these are the things I'm going to go. So when I make this feature, my, my dream is that I take a tour of every festival that played my work up to this point and I'll show up and I'll show them it. Yeah. You know, like this is what you get. This is what you get. I'll show up and I'll, you know, I mean, you gotta, you know, set me up, but I'll show up and I'll do the show the movie and I'll talk to whoever wants to talk about it and all that. You're a gift that you gave me as a filmmaker I would like to reward. evolution that we made in the arts industry. I mean, it's not been a huge <laughs> step forward, but it's been a step forward in terms of, like, even thinking about the Me Too movement, even thinking about, like, um, New Art Kelly and, like, all of these other, and even some of the young artists that are out there that are kind of just doing their own thing and not necessarily conforming to the status quo. Like, how do you feel knowing where you were and even the harsh environment that you were in versus now and seeing where things are now. I do feel like it really is a step forward. Oh, I think it's a huge, huge, huge step forward. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, 
shocking when you see, shocking in a good way, shock surprise, to see the young kids that know gender, right? know it. My son watches something on TV and says, oh, that's sexist. He's 10. I didn't know what the hell that was. I couldn't have told you that. Oh, it's so that's sexist. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, why I have no idea what he's talking about, right? But that they, they, I'm not saying that they're perfect, and I'm not saying that, but the, the, the ability to see beyond themselves and to see other things and be accepting of other things, I am, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled and thrilled. Nobody else, else, nobody needs to live through anything else, any suffering that I feel my generation had. You know, I'm not jealous of them or anything. I'm, I'm, Thrilled, yeah. thrilled, you know. Do you see it continuing to move forward? I mean, you know, right now, it, personally, I kind of feel like we're we're pushing forward, but we're right now yes. facing some actual walls. Really, walls, walls that are actually walls. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just where we are now, like it just it seems like we're almost regressing in a way, and so. I mean, if you had, like, I guess a magic ball and you could see into the future, do you, do you feel like we could, we, there's still hope that we can make this better? Do you feel like, we, you know, we can really do this? I don't, um, you know, and you probably know this too, none of any of the, any of the stuff that's come up surprises me. Right, and that's what people think. Oh, make America, but whatever it is, make America great. Let's t t toss that out. But just this idea that we were great people and now we're not. You guys were always like that. You know, seriously. And so it's just, oh, I'm shocked. How dare, how dare that woman call the, the police on uh, the gentleman that's just parking his car? Like, all the time. You just see it now. You just see it now. That when I'm in a in a in a place that I'm cleaning it, and this woman yells from the doorway in broken Spanish, "Can I use the bathroom?" When she knows goddamn well that nobody's allowed in the building to use the bathroom, but you think you can convince me because I'm some stupid Latin bitch? Seriously, and that shit always has gone on. Me being followed around the store when I was younger. The greatest thing about turning old is they don't do that anymore. Because I'm an old lady and I'm disappeared. Great. Great. Right? I'm thrilled that I disappeared to you. But the fall around the store and all that shit always happened. But now you know. Now you know. So I don't think that it is something that's going to pop. We're just lifting up the rocks. The rocks are lifting up and all those people lifting. That is what I think. And so as to how it's going to proceed, it's the kids. The kids, the young generation that are actually exposed to other things that are talking about global warming, that are doing all that stuff, it's the kids. That's our hope, you know? This son and my son, that's it. That's what we got. Well, I mean, that's really all the questions that I have. Oh. Uh, unless there's anything else that you'd like to just mention, do another plug for the. Another plug, lost dog. <laughs> I need funding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, this has been really great, and I mean, I just, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. That's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to whatever happens. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Mary Guzman as much as I did. 
please be sure to follow the links that are attached to find ways to stay in touch with Mary, as well as to find out what all she has going on next. Stay tuned for our next episode to come, and please be sure to follow us on our social media links, and we will keep you posted as we move forward with this. Thank you so much for listening. Be well, be blessed, one love. Thank you.